Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who loves to discover stuff with mushrooms. It's Frank. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having a real... Uh mycelial party over here how are you yeah I'm, I'm good i'm good i really didn't know where that intro was gonna go at first i was like i'm gonna say something with discover the rest will come into play as as things do mushrooms. i'm glad that i yeah mushrooms mushrooms which is something that you don't get um but that is a lord of the rings reference oh um cool yeah people who know in intonation and have seen those movies far too many times like myself will know what i'm talking about um Frank, how are you today? I'm doing great, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing well, Frank. I have a beer. You have a beer, I presume. I, I do. See it, I do. Excellent. I, I want to hear about yours. E- excellent. Okay, so fun fact. You, when I said you have a beer, I presume I can't see it. You lifted your hand in what looked like a mime of holding a can because mm. your, your hand was kind of cupped in a sea. Sure. And you went and then just scratched your head. That's right. And I said... So do you not have a beer? What a weird thing to be like to do. And then immediately after you scratch your head, your hand went down and then you picked up your my, beer. My other hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just weird timing. Um, yes, Frank, I have a beer from the Moby Dick Brewing Company. Moby um, Dick Brewing Company. And I have a reason for this. This is thematic uh, along with being delicious. Oh, I think um, I know this, what that reason is, but okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is from the Moby Dick Brewing Company, um, and I'm drinking a careful disorder German Pilsner. Ooh. Uh, yeah. It is deliciously ordered, I must say. Um, mm. It's very good. Um, I would say it's it's on the heavier side for a Pilsner. It's not. Very, it's not very light, um, but it is delectably good. Um, mm. Would would get again. Nice. Frank. Yeah. Where, did you just pick this up at the at the grocery store or at the at a uh, they sell it store at, you can get it at the com- you can get it at the brewing company got it. itself so it is it is rather limited to the area I okay think. um is this a a, a uh, Moby Dick bedford brewing based com- it is a new bedford based brewing company of course it is it's Moby Dick. that's like, why, why i figured yeah yeah um so uh yeah so Awesome. Yeah, is, that, is that a con reference on, on your part? Uh, it's a bit of con, and then but I have and I have what we're going to talk about today. It is actually more directly related to what we're talking about. Oh, today, okay. But it is subtly also con, or maybe sure. it's directly con and subtly the thing we're going to talk about. Today. Okay. So all right, all right. Yeah. Um, I am having a Wormtown Brewery Summer Ale. Oh, it's good. It is it's delicious. It is time for summer summer beers. 
And uh, yeah, I, I always like the Wormtown um, summer is good. I don't like it as much as Sam summer. Um, I, don't, I don't enjoy it as much as Sam summer, but it is every bit as quality. Uh, it's just a different, a different take on a summer ale. It's a bit more hoppy, um, and um, uh, but it's it's quite quite good. I love their little slogan: "A piece of mass in every glass." Mm, I like that. Love it's it. Good. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, okay, so Frank, we're here to talk about Star Trek, um, a departure sometimes from our usual Star Wars. Mm. Um, we're here to talk about Star Trek because. A couple of episodes ago, I don't even know how many at this point, let's say 11, um, <laughs> I don't know, um, uh, I revealed to you that um, I was watching Star Trek Discovery, yes. and I finished said Star Trek Discovery, yes. and also watched an episode of Lower Decks, and the first episode of Strange New Worlds, and uh, I'd see, I've obviously seen a bit of Picard, which I've talked about on a previous episode. So we're here to talk about Star Trek and all the things that I've watched in the short amount of time between these 11 episodes. Nice. <laughs> or, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Or however many it actually however was. However many it was. Yeah. Four, probably. More like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, excellent. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, since we talked last about this, uh, Picard finished, Picard season two finished, um, and, and strange new worlds began. Um, so I've been, I've been on, on that side of things, but I, I did tell you that I really, really enjoyed the most recent season of discovery. And I was really eager for you to get there. So mm-hmm. remind me, remind me where you left off with discovery. You were in season one of discovery, uh, last, correct? So, well, I don't know. So like way back in the day when it came out, yeah. I started discovery and I'll just recap from our previous episode. Um, Previously on uh, Beer I, with Geeks. Yeah. Uh, I started Discovery um, whenever it came out sure. many years ago. And I got about halfway through season one, and I was I lost interest. I was like, this yep. doesn't feel like Star Trek to me. It's dark and somber and not fun. Like, nobody feels fun. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Except for Tilly, maybe. Mm, and like, But mm-hmm. but who like then like weirdly felt out of place because she was the only one having fun. Correct. Um, so... Um, so I never, so I never really went back and then I was interested. I almost went back to watch season two because they, you know, it was Spock and Pike and sure. everything. And I just never got around to it. And then discovery just kind of got away from me. And then they announced strange new worlds, mm. Pike and Spock and everybody having their own show, you know, before the original series, I said, Dad, I want to watch that. So I should watch what they were in in case it gets referenced you know ever so briefly i like to be a completionist that way sure Um, sure so i went back and watched um seasons two three and four in pretty rapid succession because i had covid so Mm. i watched two and three and half of four while i had covid uh and then and then i finished up four in a more moderate amount of time Mm um i I don't say fell in love with Star Trek again because it sounds like I fell out of love with Star Trek or something, but like it that sh- Discovery definitely rekindled. Like, oh man, I really do like Star Trek, yeah. and, it's the, and not in like a yeah, it's fine. It's like I'll watch it if it's on. Like, no, I really like Star Trek, and I know more about Star Trek than I thought I did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and so that was. 
like I had like opinions like even about like certain things in like the way that like you know um like Navarians I should say not Vulcan but like Navar mm. like um you know functioned and like and you know stuff like that and like how the federation should work and like sure. I, like I just I was like oh so I'm like I really do like Star Trek I just really need it to be like an optimistic future um, right right that's really that's really what it boiled down to like whether it's long arcs or or um episodic storytelling or whatever I just need at the end of the day I need people to be like life is good mm. it's going mm-hmm. to be okay and um even though that can be heavy handed sometimes and but yeah so i i enjoyed season 2 of discovery i guess we can do you want to talk about all the seasons or do you want yeah, we might just, as well we might as well yeah. i think they're they're pretty distinct um season 2 uh, i thought was a um in some ways i liked it more than season 1 um it definitely wasn't as dour um the whole you know red angel uh thing was was interesting and and it was a good sort of mystery to keep me um going along um but i it's it still wasn't my favorite and i i think i could pinpoint why in, in the way that it doesn't feel like star trek because i actually really like season two especially okay. when i watched it all together like i like i didn't get lost about like who was what or what sure their were or that's true like i didn't that. binge season two i watched it as it was coming out so that there's a difference there yeah binging definitely helped um but i um I think it's it's a very personal story, and I think the best Star Star Trek stories are not personal. Mm. You watch you watch interpersonalities play off of one another, which is important. But the but the actual good storytelling is like they're doing their jobs and they're doing it sure. well. Sure, it, the, like personal things can happen. Like they can like. Like, oh, it's you. I haven't seen you in 30 years. Oh, we have a child together. Oh, who knew? <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, like, but like, that's not the crux of the story. And yeah. season two ended up being like, where is my brother? My relationship with Spock. Oh, Ray Angel. Oh, it's I guess. Can we spoil? Yeah, we're going to spoil things. We're going to spoil um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's my mom who I thought was dead. Like it just like it's a big old universe and it just got really small mm-hmm. in season two, like in like indescribably small. Um, and so I liked season two quite a bit, but it didn't yet capture the Star Trekiness I was hoping for. Sure. Um, but I did love Spock and Pike. Yes. Yes, I really enjoyed Spock and Pike. Spock took a little bit. This this portrayal of Spock took a little bit of time to to grow on me, but it got there. Pike was immediately like note 10 perfect. Out of 10. Yep. Yes. Ten out of ten. Anson oh, Mount gosh. just absolutely owns that role. I I uh, our our friend Vactor uh, on on his technological podcast said something that I, I thought he really nailed it. Like I think in ten years. This will be the role that Anson Mount is remembered for and known for. Like, like he is, he just so inhabits that character that if, especially if, if Strange New Worlds, you know, has has success and continues for for a couple of seasons, um, I think he's. It's like whatever he does, it's gonna be. Oh, that was the guy that was Pike on on Star Trek. Like, I think that's gonna mm-hmm. be sort of his big role that he's known for. You know that that's. I hope so. I hope because so because he's very talented man, and I mean he was great in um Hell was it Hell on Wheels. Um, was the show he was in, and then the show sucked. But in he was good in Inhumans. Yeah, like, yeah. He was good at Black Bolt. Um, and so 
I hope so. But like even just in season two and then in the first episode of Strange New Worlds, I was like, is Pike becoming my favorite captain? Already? Right. Yeah. Like, that's... like what is happening? Like because he's oh, my gosh, he's great. He's great. He just he's got a great he has this great like energy and love of life and believing in doing the good thing without sleeping with all the aliens looking at you, Kirk. <laughs> um you know, like there's a there's like a there's a pureness about Pike that I just love and I loved it in these two things and I loved it in the Kelvin universe with mm. uh, with Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. Greenwood. So like yeah, and so I'm like, all right, if I f- firmly love him in two different universes by two different actors. Yep. Pretty sure he's creeping up to be my favorite captain. Sure. And that's that's tough because right now it's Mr. Saru. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. No, Saru's I don't know. Great. I just Saru's, Saru's great. great. He's the best. I mean Doug Jones like oh, so great. I, I mean I texted I mean I texted you in between three when I was watching three and four. I legitimately thought they were going to kill off Saru. I know. And so I was like, don't know. Like, I mean, Michael's good and whatever, but like, I'm watching the show for Saru, I think. Like, nice. I was kind of like season two, I felt like I was watching it for Pike mostly, and then Spock, and then Saru, and then maybe Tilly or whatever. And then, like, but see, here's the thing about Discovery going back is that I don't have an attachment to many of the characters. Mm. Um, I think it's been a lot. It was so Michael focused for the first two seasons that I'm only like now in season four, just getting to like feeling, having a feeling for these other characters. Yeah. Some of the other crew members definitely didn't get their day in the sun as much. And it makes sense. Like the whole one of the the big, um, you know, selling points, I guess, of, of Discovery when it started was it's the first Star Trek show that that the point of view character is not the captain. Right. Um, so that they wanted to, you know, pursue that since that was sort of one of their ideas, um, that was sort of grounding the whole thing. But I think that they have, they have let the, the rest of the crew shine a little bit more. Um, and I think that's been for the better. And I think having, you, you want to, in a Star Trek show, you want to feel like, you know, the crew, right? Like that's a, that's a major thing. Um, Again, like you said before, the interpersonal aspect of it, and I guess really, I think you kind of nailed it there. That that season two, but but kind of discovery in general is very driven by Michael's personal journey, mm-hmm. um, more than a lot of uh, other captains uh, or other other point of view characters. Yeah, um, and and so that that sets it apart. But I've. Well, so okay, let's when we get into season three, right? Yeah, we're still so, very, it's yeah. still very much very Michael focused, but I, it isn't. It's not though. right, and that's and that's what I I liked what separated season three. So like, it obviously starts with Michael, and you know, and the rest of the crew show up in the future, you know, almost a thousand years later, you know, later with her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and whatever else. But they all their whole singular focus is rebuilding Starfleet, right, and rebuilding right. the the Federation. And, like, where she's still, I would consider the main character and where she's still the driving force, but it's a unified purpose now in what I feel like was not, like, she gets called out for it, right? Yeah. Even in the show, they're like, it's like, I think it was the president who's like, it was like, it's like the Michael show. Yeah, you yeah. Know, or whatever the thing is. Like, she always goes rogue. Mm. Like, why is that a thing? Like, why are you always going rogue? Um, So, um, <clears throat> so I... 
I very much enjoyed season three. I thought Booker is it was an excellent addition. He was great. Uh, he, I was afraid that you were going to kill him off too. Yep. And when that happened, I was like, no, like stop killing or nearly killing characters that I actually <laughs> like. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, you're doing your jobs because one, you're tricking me. You sure I do think that they're going away in some capacity? Yeah. Not. Yep. Um. But I, I that I do have they do have an attachment to these yes. people. Yes, exactly, exactly. Where yeah. if anything happens to Awushigu next season, I'm out oh, of here. Like, yeah, yeah, she's the coolest. She's so I, great. Yeah, that's like that's what I mean. Like, but I didn't get that until season four. That's it. Um, like, but it, but it finally has really has hit its stride. It did. It did. I do think I want to sound. This is gonna sound very conservative of me and you know me because i'm not but like it's it's a little heavy-handed on the current state of politics right now yeah like, but, but but it always has been you know that's, i know and that's yeah. that's star trek and so i'm it's not like a po- i'm not opposed to that okay okay but it does it like i'm not opposed to non-binary characters or gay characters or anything like i don't care about any of that that's sure, like that's sure. fine that's fine that's star trek you're supposed to do that that's the future exactly but but in in a weird way it does feel like it feels like it's on display instead of being part of the makeup of like the universe in which they inhabit so like, I, it f- yeah. feels like they're making commentary instead of it just being it's uh, honestly i would even i don't even think it feels like it's commentary it 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 feel they do they do sometimes sort of tokenize these characters a little bit. I think that's it. That's um, what it is. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's like, look, we have characters that that like, and and the representation I think is great and is important, but but representation uh, needs to be more um, holistic and more like built into the fabric of like, no, this is just what society looks like in the in the whatever thirty fifth century wherever we are now, a thousand years mm-hmm. ahead. Um, like it needs to be more built in and less make making a big deal, almost parading these characters out and being like, "Look what we look what we did." Um, yeah, that's exactly, and that's what that's yeah. So it, I get that. I get that. Very much feels like that, and like that's uh, I don't love that um, at at all. But it doesn't. Just to play devil's advocate, someone probably said that when it was like, "Oh my God, Kirk and Uhura kissing!" Like we get it. Yeah, you know, and I get that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Like, and so, but I think that was like one instance. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in which like, um, you know, like I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not opposed to the totally. stories totally. No, or I the totally, characters. Or I the totally reason. get where it's you're just, coming from. It feels like they're, it does feel like they're being used instead of yes. being like a welcome part of the fabric that's that's what rubs me the wrong way about it is that i want to see those characters be honestly like um anthony rapp's character whose name right Mm -hmm. now is is escaping me but um but uh how him and wilson cruz like are just they're just there right like Mm -hmm. they're just there and they're married and it's like not you see them you see them having banter or like there's a uh, there's an episode in like i think season 1 it, it struck me there's a scene where they're just like talking while they're brushing their teeth before they go to bed mm-hmm. and it's just like so normal so just sort of like run of the mill like here's just a married couple having a conversation yep. and that's that's where they do it really really well and i want to see more of that yep that's that's T- a great exactly. character too like just more of that mhm yep that's that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah so yeah 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 
it really, like I said, it's pretty minor in the way in as far as my quibbles are concerned. But, um, but I like, but I, I find I find it's cast now that they're like giving them chance to do something engaging. The effects are great. I think. Yeah. I think I've I have enjoyed every story from every season. Going back to my Moby Dick thing, season four. Oh so, yes. So, so books. Homeworld gets destroyed by the Ten C, right? Is that what it is? Yes, Ten C. Yeah, Ten C. Yeah, um, and he's like, you know, and his singular mission is to now destroy mm, yes. the Ten C. And I was like, freaking, he's Ahab. Yeah, like that's what they've done. They've like turned him and that other guy with the U on his head, whose name I never bothered to mm. learn because he rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and so, like that. Um, like they're the Ahab characters. They've lost something that they cannot reclaim back and it is the singular focus to destroy this thing. Meanwhile, you have the crew of Discovery, the Ishmael, but like, well, maybe it's not, it's not a bad thing, you know, like right. yeah, so I very much so that's why I went with the Moby Dick. Um I went with the Moby Dick. You nice. Know, I like it. I know, like it. He no, tasks that's me. He that's tasks a me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's a great observation. It really yes, he really is Ahab. I I yeah. It it really is like him and the and the other the doctor or whatever, um, they are both Ahab. But I would almost say the other guy is more absolutely yeah. And Book absolutely is able to you know pull himself away from. He could have gone that way, and he almost he very mm-hmm. nearly goes that way. But he is able to put it aside. Michael is able to sort of pull him back from the brink, right? Yep. Uh, uh, that's um, yeah, that's really a very good, uh, very good. Uh, analysis i like it thank you it did not come to me while i was watching it it only mm. came upon reflection mm. like it was uh um maybe because i watched it in such so, you know i think i've talked about this before like sometimes my mind is completely open to like let me analyze this and blah 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 and then for some reason things that like i loved as a kid or grew up with like i just watch as a blank slate like yeah, yeah i don't I need get to analyze that. star trek like i'm just gonna watch it yep and then like but something like i really should be because like that is uh, it's gonna make it better like, totally for, for me totally. and for everybody so and then um one day you just open your fridge you see a moby dick beer and you're like i know how i can connect this i'm gonna connect the beer <laughs> and to the show excellent let's do it the, season four had a bit of a rival going on especially towards the end um denny Vevenu's uh arrival with like the other alien communicado we yeah. figure out how to communicate with them let's do it with the drips and the beeps and the lights and the whatever yep um a little um uh, it reminded me of uh, Close Encounters at the same, like, there was, like, sure. a lot of that happening. Sure. But sure. what really struck me was, like, like what really struck me is the writer's room thinking about how would you communicate with a species that you can't, like, that you can't actually cross parallels with. Right. But it's math, which I thought was awesome because math is universal no matter what universe you're in. Mm. That was really cool. It was like, very cool. That was, was very Props, it, yeah, lots of props. It was a very inventive way of of like uh, de- deciphering communication with with an alien mm-hmm. species. Um, I yeah, it, I thought that was that was very very cool. Yes, very close encounters. That, that's a good and and very arrival. Um, I definitely got the arrival vibes when I was watching it. Um, yeah, even what they look like. It, yeah, arrival, yeah, 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 arrival yeah. Vibes. Yeah, and what what I also thought was cool. I I can't remember. It's the about dinosaurs maybe i was reading a book in like the way evolution could have gone and like it's jellyfish which i think is really really, Uh. really, like you know because like they've been around for so long and like 
you know, and like haven't had the need to change. And so you're like you're looking at a universe in which, like, it's not the fish that crawls up on land; it's you know the jellyfish. Sure. Yeah, or or something along those lines. Like where I thought that was very, I thought that was also really cool. Like that was some like oh, technically monster is it, like no, no, no. There, I think there's actual real thought behind. Sure. This, yes. This yes. Design. Yeah. There's a lot of thought that goes into everything on mm-hmm. on this show. Sometimes to a fault. Like sometimes they can get themselves. One of my biggest criticisms of Discovery is that they sometimes can get too much into like the jargon and the like let's sit here and explain the pseudoscience the theoretical science behind how this thing works and 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 sometimes the plot gets caught up in that pseudoscience Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's that I personally don't feel like it's that important for me to understand the science of of whatever you're devising to be able to follow a story but on this show, it's sometimes necessary or you will get lost. And that's a, a little bit of a critic. I think it's almost like they're too excited about like, oh, we found a way to explain this so that it all connects and it all works. And I give them props for that. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's fair to expect everyone to be able to follow it all the way, all the time. I think that might be a holdover from the original picture and idea of the show that it was going to be yeah. the Game of Thrones of Star Trek. I think and, so. I think and so. so so I just think like if you want this like really lived in world that would um, Lucas called it very something specific when he did it for Star Trek. I mean, for Star Wars, who that was a uh, used universe, used universe. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so to to be I think that technical jargon is part of the used universe. Um, I think that's so, I think that's right. I think that's right. And I think that, yeah, the Game of Thrones um, aspect of it, because like from 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 season one with the spore drive. Right? And like, let's really explain how the spore drive works. By now, I'm sort of like, oh, yada, yada, spores, yada, yada, whatever. It, we're traveling through mushrooms, whatever. I don't it care. Doesn't, yeah. I, don't really I don't freaking care. care. Right. Yeah. But they like spent a lot of time in season one being like, it's really important that you get how this works. And I'm like, is it though? Um, I think it is for a particular type of fan. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's it. um, That's it. But it doesn't need to be tied to the plot, right? Like you can nerd out on like different kinds of warp nacelles or whatever and, and have that be a thing that you get a lot of enjoyment out of, but it's not tied to like how, how did we get from point A to point B in the plot? And sometimes this show is leans a little too much on that, but they've gotten good about taking their foot off of that a bit and letting it, letting it breathe more. I wonder if that is, I wonder if that is intentional in the way that they want other people to also get excited. Yeah. About that I kind think of so. thing. I, I think, think so. there's like the scene in Galaxy Quest where they're like a commander, you know, like where Justin Long's like commander, but like clearly the like this and this and this and this. So like we're wondering where the inconsistency is. You know, when you explain mm. the pseudoscience and television show, there because maybe there's less inconsistencies because they have it mapped out. Yes. And they're telling the audience these things. And so you don't run into issues like I, that. I think that is I think that is it is that they're excited that they've found a way to tell a story that doesn't have those inconsistencies because they've thought it through to its end. Uh but it can be hard to follow sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um and and I don't have a problem with that being there, but when it's like literally tied to you need to understand this for the story to make sense, like the, yes. the plot of a certain episode might be hinging on you understanding the this, you know, fake science. Um, and that can be hard sometimes uh, to tie those th- two things together. But anyway, uh, all that to say, I think they've gotten a lot better about that. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see that. 
But um, what do you? So, what did you think of the first episode of Strange New Worlds? Oh, that—that's the Star Trek I've been waiting for right? since they announced Discovery. Like that's like literally all I've been waiting for. Like, and it wasn't just because I knew some of the characters or like the bridge felt familiar. Like, I don't really care about any of that. Like, that's it gets fun that it's the Enterprise and it looks sure. fun and fancy, you know, and whatever else because it's not on a you know a cheap 60s budget or whatever <laughs> right. sure, but sure. like yeah it's like cool they did a good job modernizing you know like modern quote unquote modernizing it or whatever and like like all that's fun but it just has this like actual real sense of adventuring and that's what i like i love about star trek is that like boldly go like not like boldly like yearn and discuss your feelings <laughs> or like or like boldly smolder or whisper while everyone else is talking normal or like it's just like go and have fun, have an adventure. And yeah, there are stakes and but like there's going to be some philosophy thrown in there. There's going to be a good life lesson and you're going to see a world that looks exactly like Earth, but a little bit of a twist. <laughs> like, you know, like, totally. Like, totally. And, and it's even going to be like, yeah, the philosophy, there's going to be some heavy handedness. There's going to be some heavy handed like, you know, Pike in that first episode, uh, spoilers for the uh, first episode of, of Strange New Worlds. Uh, but like, you know, he's talking about humanity's. Uh, a tendency towards war and 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 tearing each other apart and how we should be you know and it's it's very it's very clearly like this this other planet that he's making contact with um you know he's he's using earth conflict as a storytelling device and as a as a uh you know cautionary tale that's the phrase i'm looking mm -hmm. for to to warn them against you know destroying each other um, and, and I, I didn't realize this until after some of the, he, when he shows them footage of conflict on earth, some of that is actually from the, uh, Russian Ukraine war that's going on right now. Some of that's real footage from like is what's it? happening right now. Wow. Um, that's which is very like, intense. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I assumed it was real footage or some of it was real, but I didn't, I was honestly, I was like, not sad is not the right word, but like it it hit home mm. like what he was talking about, obviously for very obvious reasons. Sure. And I was like I was like, Yeah, that's us, baby. Yeah. And yeah. You, na you nailed it. And 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 like it wasn't subtle. Like it was clear what 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 the showrunners were trying to say to us, but it was well done. And it's like that's what Star Trek does. That that's what I have been you know, boldly yearning for to borrow your phrase before, like it, it, it is, it is like what I've, I've wanted. I've wanted more of that philosophy, more of that. Um, I think I called it like Rod Serling sort of storytelling when we talked about it a few weeks ago. And that's what I feel like I got, uh, from strange new world. So I'm, um, I'm excited about that. And I, I am looking forward to more of that. I will say, um, as of this viewing, I've seen episodes one and two and, um, in episode two, in particular, uh, there was some stuff, Tim, that I'm excited for you to see because it, um, you made reference to something already in this conversation that I won't specify what. Uh, but um, you're a Moby Dick. You're no. gonna no, but you're gonna you're going to enjoy uh, certain aspects of episode two. Um, fantastic! Because of something you mentioned today. So fantastic. Um, yeah, I I couldn't wait to watch Strange New Worlds, like even though I was watching Discovery and I was just I was 
just because I like it. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. For it. So like I needed to get it out of my system. And so like now that I saw it, it was great. And I'm like, Phew, okay, great. I like need to finish Discovery first. Right, right, right. Got to right. talk about it. Just so, I need to get a taste of it, and, 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 and like I'll come back yep, to it. Exactly. And so that is my that is the my next watch. I'm gonna even nice. watch after after we're done here. Nice. So nice. um yeah. So I so I I loved that and um I did watch the first episode of Lower Decks because I was full yeah, of yeah. and I needed something quick. It was fun. It's fun. It was really fun. I didn't ex- I don't know what I expected exactly. Um, but I it was like a bit of like Harley Quinn mixed with Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Like yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, with, with like a, it's a little less vulgar than both of those. Right. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I um, started it after our last conversation, uh, when I had some sort of downtime. Uh, but before Strange New Worlds started, uh, I was I was feeling the Star Trek itch, and so I I mm-hmm. put that on. And I'm, I'm I'm only a handful of episodes in, but it's it's really fun. It, it maintains that that tone you just described. Yeah, I think th- it definitely got a a Harley Quinn and Rick and Morty mix. Um, it's 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 very fun. I really really enjoy it. It's it's good. It's really good. Um, I can I can binge a few of them in a row, and and it's not heavy, you know. Um, no, but it's, it that's actually why I wanted. Itch. That's why I put it on. Yeah, like I could like look away and know what was happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I don't know why, but I didn't expect it to be set during the Next Generation era of sure, Star yeah. Trek, and I just loved that. I just liked seeing that, like those computer modules and like screens in two D form. Yeah, that was that was just it was fun. It was good fun. Like, and I so I'm excited for that and. I think what I'm going to end up doing, because I know Picard season two just ended and three is the final season, I'm going to close out Strange New Worlds and maybe and then maybe um, Lower Decks, depending on how I feel, and then I'll tackle Picard. Nice. Um, just because I technically don't really have to watch it until season three sure. rolls around and I would like it to be semi-fresh in my that brain. Makes sense. That makes sense. I, they shot two and three back to back. so that. Oh, did they? Yeah. That was smart. Yeah. Their yeah. lead is old. That was very wise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. your lead is 80. <laughs> just, just capitalize on that. Yeah. 80 plus. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah. he's getting, yeah, he's real up there now. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, so maybe I will watch that sooner rather than mm. later. So, okay. Cool. You, I think you mentioned that their plan is to like always have a Star Trek going. I, I'm speculating that that's the plan. Cause it seems like that is what they're doing. Like, it seems like, at any given time, there is like they literally premiered Strange New Worlds the same day as the Picard finale. Those those dropped on the same day, so they're like passing the torch from like, okay, cool, one trek ends, the next trek begins. Um, so it's, it it appears that way to me. Anyway, did you notice that they now have a little bumper thing they play at the beginning um, uh, on Paramount Plus? Kind of like when you watch a Star Wars uh, a thing on Disney Plus, you know how there's that little intro of the lightsaber going around and, and you see yes. like the different droids and, and characters they now have that with the enterprise flying around I did notice that yeah it was very cool yes it was very cool I, I expect that that will be at the front of all new star trek stuff moving forward Fantastic. um but it seemed like it began with strange new worlds if i'm not mistaken you know it's funny because i because i know discovery's coming to a close at five as i think you said um and picard's closing at three, three. so i wonder what's next on their docket because that only leaves Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds, and you definitely can't rotate a whole year off. Of right. Those. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more in the works. Um, it, it does seem like they're doing a lot of, like, they're they're interested in, you know, fan service, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I mean that in, like, a, a, a positive way. Um, so I wonder if they will 
will we get a, a Voyager, you know, sequel? We see the uh, further adventures of Janeway or Captain Sisko from Deep Space Nine or something like that. Maybe. Um, you know, or or do they spin? They're also very clearly into like sort of the prequel type of stuff. Discovery was technically a prequel to begin with. Um, Strange New World certainly is. So will they, you know, explore other things in that like pre original series era or do the sort of between uh, type of thing? What happens between original series and next generation? There's a, you know, nice I big mean, chunk of time there. Like there's, there's plenty have, they could do. I, I mean, you have the thousand year stretch between, um, the Deep Space Nine, let's say, and um, where and, Discovery uh, is now. Discovery is now yeah. in season three. Yeah, absolutely. You could look at one of the many other ships in the future. Like you don't have to like follow Discovery. You mm-hmm. could do another one of the ships. So yeah, there are a lot of options. You're right. So I've always thought it, it. What could be a really fun? What's the Marvel? Um, the Marvel like uh, c- cleanup. Uh, what's it called? Like clean, not cleaning crew, but like it. it um, oh. Um, um. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um. Well, I, I always thought that I'll, it, use, my, I'll use my one look up because okay. I can't think of it. Um, there is in um in I don't remember if it's next gen or Voyager, but there is a ship uh that does they're basically time cops. Um, damage control damage control all right yes marvel damage control that's that's what i'm thinking of um but there is a uh is it uss chronos i I can't remember uh maybe it's uss chronos there is a ship that goes around fixing the timeline um legends of tomorrow but star trek basically and i think that could be a really really fun uh premise for a show is just follow the 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 crew of that ship um and you can you can do things like get involved with alternate timelines of like you know if some if some if kirk did something where where he was going to mess up the timeline let's watch them you know fix that and set him back on the on the right timeline um would be cool to actually incorporate old footage from older shows to do that totally yeah yeah, you know, like season two, like season two of Discovery was like previous on Star Trek, and it was like Pike's pilot episode. Yes, like that was awesome. That was that was that was so good. That was wild. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so like, I always felt like that that could be a really fun premise for a show. Um, that could be an animated show, maybe, or it could be a live action show, whatever. But um, that that could be that could be fun. So there's plenty of room for them to play in this sandbox if they want to. I hope mm-hmm. I hope that they choose to do that, and I hope that they're you know, thoughtful about what they choose um, and, and, and really make it, make it pop. But like this strange new worlds feels like, feels like um, it, it, it feels like classic Trek. Um, it, 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 and I don't, I don't just mean that in the sense of the original series, but like classic star Trek. It feels franchise. like star Trek. Yeah. yeah. It feels like the franchise. Like, yeah. And not that other like Voyager or deep space nine or something like, it's like they have, different flavors they do but i think there's something very special about the tone set by the original series and next generation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they share it and they do. so yeah and so i and obviously they depart in some ways from each other but be true to the purpose of your franchise this feels yeah. more like a flagship star trek show right now like this mm-hmm. feels like the anchor point that the rest of other you know 
lower decks and everything else can be sort of satellites around this anchor point. And this feels like the primetime prestige sort of Star yep. Trek series of, of the moment. I absolutely agree. Yeah, and I felt that way even before it premiered. And then I saw the first episode. And I was like, yes, this is, yeah. this is, yeah, this is a yes. This is it. Mm-hmm. Well, Frank, uh, tell us where everybody can find us if they want to hear more thoughts about Star Trek and other things that we've talked about in our previous 403 episodes. Yeah, this is episode 404, not found. Um, you can... Uh, <laughs> Damn, we should have thought about lost things, things that we lost and never got back. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Oh, well. Uh, you can find this at BeerWithGeeks.com, at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can support us at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. Uh, you can rate and review us and subscribe anywhere you find your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify in particular, are great places for ratings and reviews. Uh, and uh, you can, uh, of course, follow us at Beer with Geeks. Email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Find the show notes at beerwithgeeks.com. And uh, just just keep on listening. Tell your friends. And uh, and we will continue uh, to, to endeavor to uh, continue on this more than five-year mission uh, to uh, ex- explore strange new podcasts nice nice strange new podcast that's us that's you and me baby yeah, facial man. hair bros <laughs> um yeah well until next time cheers cheers